Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Johnny Comes Home. The Green Hornet strikes again. Thousands of men are marching today, and marching in the right direction, toward home. Yes, the war bonds you purchased helped to make this possible. But as our fighting men know, the job isn't finished. Our sick, wounded, and disabled veterans will require expert medical care and attention. Millions of dollars will be needed for mustering out pay and benefits voted by Congress to help war veterans get started again in civilian life. The very least we can do in return for what our fighting men have done for us is to help finish the job. Buy all the victory bonds you can. Keep all the bonds you buy. And now, the Green Hornet. sat in a corner booth of a small, smoke-filled barroom talking. One, known as Squint, was a mean, hard-looking man. The other, who used the name Jack Dunn, had an indefinable expression on his face that set him apart from his companion. And his manner was sullen and reckless. You know, Jack, boss has been kind of easy on you so far. But he ain't any too pleased over the way you've been sort of particular about keeping your nose clean, letting us pull the risky jobs. Well, all you do is act as a pickup man for his number racket. So what? Oh. <laughs> Feeling tough, ain't you? Well, let me give you a tip, Jack. The boss has plans for using you on the big job tomorrow night. That's why I come and looked you up, see? Yeah? What kind of a job? I don't like his plans. You better or... go talk to the boss before you stick your neck out too far, Jack. I think he's got a way to convince you. What do you mean, Squint? He'll tell you. He wants you to come to his place tonight. And you better go, too. You listen to me, Squint. Neither you nor Banning nor anybody else is going to tell me what... Right after those papers? Oh, wait a minute. A 
Paper, mister? Yeah, yeah, give me a daily send Here you are. Thanks. Papers? Paper, mister? As I was saying, Squint, neither you nor Banning nor any... Johnny. No, it... Or it can't be. It's What's the matter, Jack? What'd you see in that paper? Nothing. Nothing at all. I, I'm leaving, Squint. I ain't waiting until tonight. I'm going to have a talk with Joe Banning right now. A short time later, Jack knocked on the door of Joe Banning's small apartment on Water Street. Ah, it's you, huh? I told Squint to find you and tell you to come over here tonight. That brings you here now, Jack. I... I gotta talk to you, Joe. Come on in. Sit down. Thanks. Okay, now it's on your mind. Squint said you had a job for tomorrow night. I wanted to talk. Look, Jack. You've been getting off easy around here while me and the other boys have been doing the real work. I know. But now, now... wait a minute. Let me talk. The night Squint and I picked you up at that bar, you were so drunk you couldn't talk straight. You'd just been fired from your job as night guard at the First National Bank. Remember? Yeah, yeah I drank pretty heavy and I got fired. But there was a reason why. I ain't I... through yet. I told you that night I could use you if you weren't too particular. And you said you'd do anything. Right? I guess that's right. But listen, I brought I... you here and you signed a paper. Telling you it was an application for getting you bonded so you can handle dough for me. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, that paper you signed that night eight months ago was a tight confession to the murder of Red Merrick, who was bumped off a couple of nights before. What? What's that you say? <laughs> now, don't get excited, Jack. That killing never was solved. But I'm holding that confession signed by you, just in case you don't string along like you should. Get it? No. No, Joe. You know I never killed anybody. It ain't fair for no, you to do it. No. You... Sit down. Don't go haywire over nothing, Jack. Why? I ain't going to use that paper. It's just a protection, that's all. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> and it'll make certain you play along on that job we've planned. Joe, I don't know what you're planning to pull tomorrow night, but count me out. Please, I've got a big reason if you'll just listen to me. Give her the big reason, Jack. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a kick out of it. Oh, you, you'll listen then? Sure. Go ahead. Then I'll do the talking. What's on your mind? Well, three years ago, I was working steady at the bank. Had a little two-room flat on the south side where I lived with my kid. My my boy, Johnny. Your kid? Yeah. My wife died a long time ago. I brought the kid up right. High school and all. He was 17, and him and me was pals. One night, three years ago, he come home from the filling station where he was working part-time. He was all excited. I'll bet you'll be as happy as I am when you hear the news. I'll rush right home to tell you first. Here <laughs> now, son. Take it easy. You'll bust a button. Oh, what's the big news? They accepted me, Dad, for the Air Corps. I knew you'd let me join. You will, won't you, Dad? You going in the Air Corps? Yeah. Oh, gee, Dad, it means a lot to me. I have to do my job. Johnny, I... I'm proud of you, son. I... I don't know what to say. Thanks, Dad. 
I knew you'd see it my way. I hear it's pretty stiff training. <laughs> oh, I'll get through, Dad. And someday I'll be a pilot, a lieutenant in the Army Air Corps. Well, I'll miss you, Johnny. Golly, Dad, I, I'll miss you too, but... Well, after it's over and I come back, we'll be closer pals than ever. We'll go places together. All right, son, you go and fight for both of us. I'd like to be going with you, but I'll be waiting for you when it's over. Waiting and... Kitty hasn't joined up. So what's that got to do with me? I'm coming to that, Joe. Johnny made good. He got to be a pilot and went across. And one day, about nine months ago, I... I got a telegram saying my kid was, was gone. Hey. I'm telling Joe, I, I went almost crazy. I got to drinking nearly all the time. And a month later, I got fired. But I didn't care. Nothing mattered anymore. Yeah, I, I know. And we picked you up and gave you a chance. After all, the kid's gone. Oh, wait, Joe. I haven't told you the most important part. Read that. I tore that out of the Daily Sentinel a while ago. Hmm. Young hero to receive nation's highest award. Lieutenant John Duncan, reported killed in action, has arrived home after being found in a German prison camp. That's his picture there. Oh, here, give me that back. Uh, here you are. Hey, what are you trying to hand me? That guy's name is Duncan. Yours is Duncan. Oh, my real name is Duncan. The name I had at the bank. I I changed my name after I got fired. Joined up with you. <laughs> I knew your real name. You, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Duncan is a name you signed to that confession. Oh, look, Joe. After what I've told you, can't you see? My boy's not dead at all. He's right here in this city. He won't be able to find me. Tear up that confession, Joe. And let me quit the gang. I'll keep my mouth shut. But I can't get tangled up in anything that... Tomorrow I... night we're busting into the First National. You know where the guard will be every minute. You're going to go with us. And what's more, you're going to bring out the dough, no, see? No, no, Joe, you can't make no. me do it. <laughs> I got this confession, ain't I? And maybe that kid of yours would like to know that his old man's been playing crooked for the last few months under a different name. Maybe if it got out, he wouldn't get that medal after all, Jack, would he? <laughs> I... I guess you've got me, Joe. I... Well, there's nothing else I can do but play along. But I don't want Johnny ever to know. <laughs> That's the spirit, Jack. I knew you'd see things my way. Jack left Banning's apartment, and broken in spirit, he entered a bar where he sat moody and silent, drinking heavily. Sometime later, he left the bar and started for home. Meantime, Mike Axford, reporter on the Sentinel, drove his car up 3rd Street and was slowing for a stoplight. Suffering snakes. Look at that guy. Hey! Hey, watch out, you! Oh, glory be. I almost knocked him down. Oh. Uh-oh. Maybe I did hit him. He must be hurt. He's lying here. Uh, mister! Mister! Go away! Go away and let me alone. Oh, he ain't hurt. He's drunk. Let him sleep at all. Surely he can't lie here in the street like that. Hey, mister... 
You can't stay here. The cops will but come and cops. take you. Cops where? You gotta get away from here. Oh, no, here. Here. I'll help you. There. No, get in me car and I'll take you home. Now, are you sure you ain't hurt now? Hurt? Who's hurt? Who's hurt? Nothing. Nothing can hurt me, see? I got a job to do tomorrow night. Can't let him frame me, see? Ain't gonna see my boy. I... You know my boy's a hero? Well, he is. He is, you hear me? Uh, sure, sure. That, that he is. Now, tell me where you live, and I'll take you right to the door. Then you'd better go in and lie down to sleep it off. Or next time you really might get hurt. The following afternoon, Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was busy in his office when his secretary, Lenore Case, entered. Well, Miss Case? Well, Mr. Reed, there's a Lieutenant Duncan asking to see you. He says it's very important. Lieutenant Duncan? Yes, sir. He's a young officer and we featured on the front page yesterday. You know the one who's to win oh, the... Oh, of course. Show him right in, Miss Case. Yes, sir. Come right in, Lieutenant. Mr. Reed will see you. Thank you. Well, Lieutenant, come right in. I'm very glad to see you. It's nice of you to see me, Mr. Reed. Sit down, won't you? <laughs> Thanks. Oh, uh, what can I do for you? Sir, I... I can't locate my father. He seems to have dropped from sight several months ago. See? He gave up our old flat, and at the bank where he used to work, they said he'd been laid off because of drinking. I, well, I guess when he got word that I, I wasn't coming back. He... I understand. The shock was too much for him. Yes, we, we were very close. It was, it was just the two of us. I, I went to the police, and they're doing everything to find him. But, well, Sergeant Burke thought you might put something special in the Sentinel to try. Of course, to... we will. I've got to find him before tomorrow morning. Before tomorrow morning? You see, Mr. Reed, I leave on the morning train for Washington to try... Oh, yes, to receive the Congressional Medal. It should be a very proud moment for you. I know, sir, but... And it won't mean as much to me if Dad isn't there to see me receive it. Well, I... I don't know where to start to look for him. Oh, just a minute. Yes, Mr. Reed? Miss Case, will you come in a moment? Yes, sir, right away. I agree with you, Lieutenant. Your father should be with you in Washington. Oh, Miss Case... Take Lieutenant Duncan down to Gunnigan. Have them get all the facts about his father and run a special feature on the front page. The lieutenant will explain to Gunnigan. Yes, sir. Do you have a picture of him, Lieutenant? No, sir. I never had a picture of Dad. I, I like and describe him pretty well, though. Good. You go with Miss Case. Tell the city editor all about your father. We'll do everything in our power to locate him before you leave. Let's hope we have luck. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. The Merchant Marine still has a tremendous job to do, and in order to complete this job, thousands of experienced seamen are needed immediately. If you have sailed as an A.B., fireman, water tender, or licensed officer, you are urgently requested to wire collect to the War Shipping Administration, Washington, D.C., or visit your nearest United States Employment Service office for full particulars. Remember, the men who fought this war deserve as speedy a return to this country as is possible. You may help hasten their return by signing up with the Merchant Marine. Get details tomorrow. And now, back to the Green Hornet.
After telling Britt Reed about the search for his father, Lieutenant Duncan left. A short time later, Axford entered Britt Reed's office. Hi, Reed. Where have you been all afternoon, Axford? Reed, I sort of been following a hunch I had about a guy. What, again? No, Reed, is that any way to talk to me about... <laughs> oh, go ahead, explain, Axford. Well, I picked up a drunk and took him home yesterday, over to 303 Third Street. Yeah. Had a room just inside the door. He raved on about being framed, having a job to pull off tonight, and about his son that was a hero. So I went back there today to watch. Why? I think he's a spy. That's why, Reed. <laughs> what gave you that idea? Well, this. He had it in his hand. A piece torn from yesterday's Sentinel, Reed. Well? But look, it must have been that article about the atomic bombs we had on page two that he was reading. <laughs> if it had been a secret, we wouldn't have printed it. Forget that, man. Get busy. Huh. Huh. I never thought of that. <laughs> It's no secret at all, at all. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> so long. I got to headquarters. <laughs> oh, expert and his spy. Uh, oh, what's this on the other side? Oh, Lieutenant Duncan's picture from the front page of yesterday's sentinel with pencil marks around it. Hmm. That man Axford took home. He could be... The Green Hornet's going to investigate to make sure. Maybe the lieutenant's hunt is about ended. Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, was waiting. They discussed Johnny's request for help and Axford's meeting with the drunk. Do you think man who Axford take home is lieutenant's father, Mr. Britt? He was carrying this article about Lieutenant Duncan, and he mentioned his son being a hero. Is that true? If he is young Duncan's father, he must be in trouble. He spoke of being framed, as I told you. He's barely investigating, Mr. Britt. That's what I think. Green Hornet pay him visit, perhaps. Yes, the sooner the better. Let's go, Cato. <laughs> This is the address, Cato. Rather dark-looking place. We go inside, Mr. Britt? I'll get out. You run the Black Beauty into the shadows on the side. Then come and join me. Yes, sir. Britt Reed moved quickly into the darkened hallway of the building and waited before the door, which he knew must be the entrance to Jack's place. In a few minutes, he was joined by Cato. You knock? No, I'll try the door. You're locked. I'll use a skeleton key. I use flashlight. Not see anyone. Hold on, Cato. What you pick up, Mr. Britt? Hold that light here. Uh, two slips put on the door with phone numbers on them. Oh, wait. Both numbers are the same. Uh, this gives me an idea. Here's the phone. They know you're not man, maybe. I'll hold my handkerchief over the mouthpiece and change my voice. Hello? I got two calls from you. What you want? Is that you, Jenk? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? Well, this is me, Squint. From the way you sound, I guess you've been drinking again, huh? So what? So you better snap out of it and listen, see? I just left the 
said to get in touch with you, just to make sure that you don't fail to show with the first national. What for? What for? Because <laughs> he says if you don't show, you'll take a rap for murder. Better be there a little before nine. So long, dope. Let me see. Something's going to happen at the First National Bank around nine o'clock. It involves the man we're hunting. And we're going to be there to see if he's really worth finding for that hero son of his. Come on. Meanwhile, having left just before Britt Reed and Cato arrived, Jack, driven to desperation, had gone to Joe Banning's apartment, determined to have a showdown. What the... Get inside, you. We're going to settle this right now. Put down that rod, you fool. Back out of the way. You're drunk. Otherwise, you wouldn't have that nerve to pull a rod on me, and you know it. I'm sober enough to know what I'm doing, you dirty crook. I want that paper you made me sign, and I'm going to get it. Then I'm leaving. And if you bother me or my kid, so help me back oh, out. shut up and stop bluffing. I'm not bluffing. Now, give me that paper and make it quick. You won't shoot, Jack. If you did, then you'd really be a killer, see? <laughs> Your kid sure wouldn't like that, now would he? You leave him out of this, you skunk. I came here to settle with you. You know what's good for you? You'll okay, get that. Okay, Jack, you had your fun. Now drop that rod and quit. What? Squint. You sneak around. Drop it before I plug you. <laughs> good work, Squint. I got a paper in my pocket this dope wanted. Now I'll give him something else. This. Oh, oh. Boy, what a suck. A double-crossing heel. Get some water and throw on him, then we'll take him with us on that bank job. After tonight, you'll be in too deep to do any squawking. It was almost nine o'clock. The section of the city near the First National Bank was deserted. Two figures lurked in the shadows behind the bank building. It's almost nine, Mr. Britt. Yes. If anything's going to happen, it should happen soon. If they found out they would talk to the wrong person on the phone, they may change their plans. Is that true? If that happened, then we on wild goose chase. Maybe it'd be Quiet. better. Uh, someone coming through the alley alongside the bank. There's more than one person. Yes. This must be it, Kato. Come on, follow me. And stick close in case I need you. figure on getting in, Joe. Keep your rod stuck in that Jack's back so to keep him quiet, and I'll tell you. I got my rod on him, all right. He'll do what he's supposed to do. He needn't push a hole in my back with it. Ah, shut up. What's the lowdown, Joe? Every night, a little after nine, the charwoman comes here to the side door and rings three times. Then the guard opens the door. It's about nine now. You'll think it's her. Press the button, Jack, and do it right. I hope that woman don't show, or it'll be too bad for her. Quiet. Here he comes. You're a little early tonight, Maggie. Get him up and don't make a move, you. Hey, what? Come on, Squint. Pull the alarm switch, mister. Quick, it's a hold. Oh, no, he won't. Now, you, Jack, get going. Try and make me... Hey, he's reaching for that switch on the wall. Get him, you fool. Plug him. I'll get him. You'll what, killer? Hey, don't. 
Joe, look, it's a green hornet. Take this, big boy. No. I can't be bothered with you. No. All right, Joe, I'll offer you. Oh, wait, Hornet, wait. We're, we're, we'll divvy. Get that double-crosser. Get away from that switch, Jack, or I'll plug you. Look out. Oh, you knock my arm. He'll, he'll give the alarm. I'll give the alarm, all right. There. Yeah, we'd better get out of here. We'll be done for. You are done for, my friend. That's why I got a rod. You you don't have it now, bud. Here's a sock for you. Oh, if I can get my mitts on that gun before you do, I'll turn you in with the rest of these crooks, Hornet. In that case, I'd better leave right now. Be seeing you, mister. Well, he's gone, I'll get that signed paper from Banning's pocket before the cops get here. There, I've got it. Now I'll keep this rod handy till the cops come. I'm making sure Joe and Squint get taken in, no matter what. It was early morning, yet there was a great deal of bustling at police headquarters. Ashford, did you get that suit pressed good? Sure I did. I stood right over the guy and made sure he did a good job on it. Reed's on his way over. I hope the guy's all cleaned up and ready for it when he gets here. You know, Sarge, Reed could hardly believe his ears when I told him last night that you found the guy he was hunting and that he turned out to be a hero in his own right. The poor chap was that done in, we put him to bed here for the night. <laughs> he thought we were holding him from something when he woke up this morning. Hey, hi, Reed. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Good morning. Sergeant Burke, you met Lieutenant John Duncan. Glad to see you, Lieutenant. Uh, Mr. Reed tells me you might know something about my father. Know something about him? Wait till you read the papers today. What has he done? Where is he? Sure, and he's a hero, too, just like yourself. Uh, almost, Lieutenant. He captured a bunch of bank robbers single-handed. If you ask me, I'd say... Look uh, there, Lieutenant. Dad. Johnny. Johnny, my boy. <laughs> oh, gee, Dad, I... I was afraid I wasn't... <laughs> Golly, I, I'm acting like a sissy in front of all these people. Hey, listen to that now. And them a couple of heroes. <laughs> We're proud of both of you, Johnny. I understand the bank is a better job for your dad when he comes back. Comes back? I guess it was too much to expect not to have to put in time. For... <laughs> Mr. Dutkin, you're going to have to put in a lot of time with that son of yours. Both of you are leaving for Washington in an hour. What? Washington. Isn't that swell, Dad? I told you we'd go places when I came back. Sure, Mr. Duncan. You're going to Washington to watch the president put that congressional medal around your boy's neck. <laughs> and you'll be that proud, I was thinking. <laughs> Johnny, boy. I knew I'd have reason to be proud of you. <laughs> Dad, you you won't be any prouder than I am over the fact that you caught those crooks and, and drove off the Green Hornet. Why, why you deserve a medal, too. <laughs> Son, the medal you've won is is great enough to be shared by both of us. Johnny, the whole country shares in the giving of that medal. It, it honors not only the real American boys who receive it, but also their fathers who gave them to their country. Sure. And to my way of thinking, it honors the millions of other guys who helped them win it, too. Axford, for once you said just the right thing at the right time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
The war is not over for wounded men in military hospitals. Your Red Cross will be at his side during his fight back to health. But the Red Cross needs many paid staff workers for this vital job. Qualified social workers and recreational workers may serve in U.S. military hospitals. Also needed are staff aides, who must have at least two years college training and work experience in related fields. Persons 23 to 50 still are needed for overseas assignments. Most of these positions will continue for years. Applicants should contact their local Red Cross chapters for further information. Be sure and listen to The Green Hornet next week at this same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bill Morgan speaking. This is the Michigan Radio Network.